You're listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast, episode number 21. You play ball like a girl! I'm Nikki B with Play Like a Girl, made just for female athletes. You're listening to the Play Like a Girl podcast, episode number 21. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Play Like a Girl podcast. I'm your host, Nikki B. Here at Play Like a Girl, we aim to encourage more confidence in young women who play sports and give them the necessary tools and advice to have an amazing career in sports and beyond. If you are a young woman who plays sports and lived in, lives an active lifestyle, or you know one of these young women, I am so excited you are here. Each week, we will either bring you a guest in the sports world or have a roundtable discussion of the many taboo and important topics in the world of female sports. Are you with me? Let's change the game. Before we dive into this episode, I want to share the review of the week. We want to start sharing these reviews, so be sure to leave a review with your name and IG handle to get a shout out. This week's review comes from father of three high schoolers who says, this podcast is absolutely amazing. As a father with a high school athlete, I love listening to this with my daughter. She seems to be learning bountifully from these young women, and I truly appreciate the work and effort they put into this weekly content. Hashtag proud dad. Thank you so much, proud dad, for that sweet review. Ladies, this week's guest is a fellow Sacramento State alumna. Maran Johnson, aka MJ, is a former Hornet Hooper who is now a professional basketball player for Anna Yenisi in Cyprus off the coast of Greece. She went from a walk-on to top 20 in NCAA Division I to professional basketball player now. She's fought hard to get to where she is, but there's still room for growth within her career and women's basketball, and there is no way she's stopping anytime soon. Please give a warm plaque welcome to Maran. All right, MJ, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today. Oh, thank you for having me. Of course. I'm so excited to talk to you um, because we are both Sac State alumni, and I think that's so cool. Um, but something I like to do with our guests bef- uh, is some rapid-fire questions so we can get to know you a little better before we dive into the deep stuff. So are you ready? <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> okay. The first one, where do you currently live? Um, in the States or out here? <laughs> Out there? Where are you right now? <laughs> um, I'm in the city of Limassol. And where is that? In Cyprus. And then for those of country us of who Europe. don't know, country where of is Europe it? in Europe. Sorry. Oh, the country in cool. Europe. Awesome. It's a, okay. It's an independent country. It's a, it's a small island. Awesome. So I, I was so cool when I was first talking to you, just a little side note. I didn't even realize, like when you told me you're in Cyprus, I literally had to Google it. I was like, I don't even know where that is, what that is, but um, it looks beautiful. So that is super cool. Okay. Um, so where did you grow up? Um, I grew up in a city called Antioch. Um, it's a little outside of the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. Um, around... When I turn, when I was going into the sixth grade, um, I, we started off in Pittsburgh, and Antioch isn't too far from um, Pittsburgh. And so once I hit sixth grade, I, me and my family kind of moved to um, Antioch. So cool, Bay Area girl, me too. Okay, so besides <laughs> basketball, what sports did you play growing up? Uh, I played softball. You played softball. Cool. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite quote? My favorite quote, um, it would have to be a Michael Jordan's quote, and um, 
it is winners never quit and quitters never win. I love that. Oh, so good. And then what is one of your superpowers? My superpowers? <laughs> um, I'm, I don't know if I have any superpowers. <laughs> I think you do. I mean, girl, you play, you're playing basketball in Cyprus. I think that's cool. I'm sure you, get, you have a superpower. We'll probably find out in the interview. Um, last question. Who is your favorite athlete? Jordan. Love that. Sure. MJ and MJ. <laughs> okay, let's dive into it, girl. So how did you get into basketball? Um, well, growing up, I um, was raised, you know, having three older brothers, and all three of them played sports, as well as my dad. And so growing up and just recording everything that they were, you know, accomplishing and doing just kind of motivated me into that and Mm -hmm. my dad was a basketball player and so he was kind of the influence you know Mm -hmm. so he kind of pushed me to go down that route and I you know stuck with it ever since I love that and how did you decide to stick to basketball because you said you played both basketball and softball so when was kind of the moment where you knew you wanted to stick to basketball and just focus only on that um my junior year in high school so it was very complicated because basketball and softball, um, you know, starts around, well, as basketball is kind of finishing up, softball, you know, is right around the corner. And so in high school, um, my high school team always made it to the playoffs. And so that kind of pushed softball season a little further back. And I was always late for the tryouts, you know, and then I started off on the JV team and the varsity coach kind of told me that, you know, next season you'll be on the varsity team. I came to the varsity team my junior year and it just wasn't happening. You know, I was, I started finding myself missing a little bit of my basketball practices. And so, you know, it would, they just didn't coincide. So I ended up just saying, I think I'm going to stick with a round orange ball. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay, so in high school, I read up a little about you. You were a four-letter winner and league MVP. So talk about your high school experience. And it seemed like you um, were a pretty good player. So talk about your high school experience and and everything that entailed. Oh, high school. It seems so (laughs) far away. (laughs) Um, High school. So my freshman year, I started off at um, Antioch High. Unfortunately, the basketball team, you know, was a little not so great. And, (laughs) you know, um, my father and I kind of, you know, communicated with how high the chances would be to get into a four-year, you know, from Antioch High. And so by the end of my freshman year at Antioch High, I kind of transferred to Deer Valley. Um, It's another uh, high school in Antioch. And their their, um, athletics were a little more, you know, straightforward and just... A little more experienced and so I transferred there my sophomore year and um, the tryout was significantly different than Antioch mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and so everyone was just a little more uh, experienced like I said mm-hmm. you know so um, meeting and the coach was also new um, as I was new so it was you know we connected and it was just an overall amazing experience. I still talk to a few of the girls, you know, from my Antioch High School days and as well as Deer Valley. Um, 
but the league, Deer Valley was pretty well known for, you know, winning the conference. And so I knew that going in. And I think it just helped me, you know, uh, create a bigger resume for myself, you know, going into um, college. And so it was definitely fun and just, I don't know, just amazing. <laughs> right. So talk about, speaking of college, talk about the recruitment process and, and what that was like for you. Oh, it was um, it was a little overwhelming because mm-hmm. I, as well as my dad, wasn't um, well informed about what classes I needed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the NCAA eligibility center that you needed to be a member of and just I was kind of, we were both kind of out of the loop of everything, you know, and so my senior year of high school, um, I was talking to the Sac State, you know, coaches. I was getting, I was having offers, not offers, um, I was communicating with other teams, you know, universities and some um, JCs as well as D2s, but a lot of the teams just kind of, you know, just kind of vanished and didn't really communicate with me what was wrong you know they just kind of mm-hmm. stopped communicating altogether and so I was talking to Sac State and we you know we started getting familiar with each other I went to an unofficial visit and they said they wanted to offer me however a, maybe a week and a half after they said they wanted to offer me they emailed me saying that they couldn't because I didn't mm. have a class that I needed yes and so I got a lot of pressure and Mm. they said you know if you can work it out we'll offer you and so I kind of had to buckle down and just talk to my counselor and figure out the classes that I need and I just had to it was a struggle but Mm -hmm. I overcame it and I was able to get a scholarship at Sac State Sacramento State That's amazing. It's kind of cool. You and I had a very similar recruitment process. And it's interesting because I think for a lot of athletes, like unless the parent has done it with another kid before, it's it's really um, difficult because you don't know what you're doing. I know for me, I'm an only child. So my parents, they had no clue. And so you get advice here and there from people, but you really just have to do your research. And if you have an idea of where you want to go, you have to figure out, like you said, what classes you need, what you know, certain things you need to accomplish, because there's there's certain requirements in order to play for an NCAA school. And um, even just emailing coaches and how that all works, it's all just very new and different. So right. it's definitely interesting. And I had the same thing happen where I was speaking to a few different schools, but some of them, the communication just kind of fell off or fell through. Um, but yeah, but then Sac State was the same thing for me. I had a coach and went on an unofficial visit and like, that was it. I loved the coach, loved the girls. So, um, it was kind of the same thing for me. So that's too funny. But, um, (laughs) for you, you were an amazing player in college at Sac State. So what did it take for you? And I read that you were, um, a top 20 player in the NCAA at one point. So what, what was that process for you? And and what did it take to be such a good player, um, in NCAA? Um, I would just say maybe determination, you know, um, kind of knowing what you want, you know, mm-hmm. and just doing anything to fulfill that desire, you know. And so whether it's staying after practice, getting there before practice, you know, whatever it is that, you know, anyone's 
trying to accomplish I just it takes a lot of work but you have to mm-hmm. be willing to put in the work and so when you do that good things come you know mm-hmm. so so true and good things have come for you so talk about the transition the process um from going from a student athlete to a professional athlete because you are now playing overseas and I think it's so so cool um so talk about that process what that was all like it was it was terrifying actually you know so after I graduated Mm -hmm. and I was kind of out of school I was so lost I didn't Mm. you know I I wasn't sure whether or not basketball would continue um Mm -hmm. I used I lit, after a while I I got into contact with an agent and I signed a contract with him. He seemed very um, persistent and just you know ready to to find me a team and get me on the on the court um, fairly soon. And so I signed with him really early, and um, it just kind of didn't work out. And so I was for weeks. I was just waiting and waiting mm. for any, you know, for a call or anything. And um, I, I found myself waking up every morning, no lie, crying because I oh. wasn't sure if basketball was, you know, was an end for me. And so mm-hmm. after a while, a friend of mine um, got me into contact with this other agent who really, really, really dug deep and was able to find me a job here in Cyprus. And so I'm beyond grateful for that um but once that ticket I was really excited but once that ticket came through and I signed the contract I was so nervous mm. you know so there, it was just it was just a different level of independence you right know? and so totally I never, left, never left the country without family and mm-hmm. so just being on my own and just kind of anxious because basketball was beginning again but also mm-hmm. anxious because I wasn't sure, you know, I did, it was just a void of uncertainty that I wasn't, right. you know, and so, but being here is just amazing. It's amazing. The team's amazing. The coach is amazing. Um, and the city is just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So. I love that. Well, thank you for sharing that. Cause I think, um, you shared something that's pretty vulnerable and, um, you know, for you, it seemed like a roller coaster of emotions. Like there was a lot of highs yes. and lows and peaks and valleys in there, but you know, you stuck through it. And I think what's really cool is as scared as you were to go, you know, across the globe basically yes. and um, without any family and friends and take that leap of faith is just truly admirable. And um, yeah, I think it's it's funny too, like the things that we're most scared of or where we have the most fear are probably the things that we should dive headfirst into. So I think that's um, amazing. Um, But talk about what it's like competing overseas. So I think that is so cool. And I just want to hear all more about that. Thank you. Um, So uh, it's, it's different. The Mm -hmm. fish, the officiating is different for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, There have been times. So just a little um, informative little statement. <laughs> the officials here, you, so if you get fouled on a fast break, it's an automatic free throw. And you can't clap when someone's shooting, not a free throw, just any, you know, hey, ah, ball. You can't say what? that. What? <laughs> yeah, I gotta, 
I'm not happy to say this, but I, I have gotten a tech because I did that. <laughs> wow. Um, well, I mean, yeah, so yeah it's, it's, it's very different. different. Yeah. Yes. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And, but the competition, um, I would, so there's, there's levels to, Mm -hmm. you know, playing overseas. And unfortunately, Cyprus is one of the lowest tiers in Europe. Mm -hmm. Um, but with that being said, um, I'm still beyond grateful for this. Mm -hmm. And, um, the team I'm playing with, they're a little young, but, um, they're learning, you know, and they're adjusting. Mm -hmm. And I'm also using this experience to help them, you know, develop as players. And so during practices, you know, if something's going on with, you know, their form or if they can't, you know, get a dribble right, I kind of help them and, or guide them in that direction of, you know, just a, a, I'm kind of like a second eye to them for them, you know? And so I just kind of help and guide and, but the competition is, it's, it's getting there. Mm -hmm. It's it's getting there. Yeah. I mean, well, that's so cool for you. I feel like, you know, I'm, I know your plan is to play in the WNBA and we'll talk about that in a second, (laughs) but I think it's cool that you get to have this experience because I'm sure for you being able to kind of mentor in a way some of the younger players is going to actually make you a better player and I think that's really cool that you get to have this experience and I mean who gets to go and play a professional sport in a you know different country so I think that is just so cool but let's talk about your plan your end goal to play in the WNBA Um, what Uh, are you going to do to get there and like what does it take to get there um well to answer this, the last question, I don't know. And so I'm mm-hmm. still kind of learning, you know. Um, mm-hmm. But so my plan was to um, have one year of professional experience, you know, and then come back to the States and try to, I don't know if you necessarily have to buy like a, a tryout or something, mm-hmm. you know, but that's my that was my main goal. And that was my plan to come over sees you know get one year experience under my belt go try out you know the worst they can say is no maybe mm-hmm. next time and so I'll just keep trying unfortunately like I said the competition isn't you know so great so I plan on you know coming back home training and trying to get um a, maybe a better deal you know competition wise and get some highlights from there and then just start from scratch like that. Um, I know in the end of May, at the end of May, I am supposed to go to a tournament in France. Um, and it's kind of like a showcase, you know, a Mm -hmm. lot of, um, different players are coming and I've been kind of talking to the director and he has informed me that I'll be able to have film. Um, and it'll be, I'll be playing against, girls, women who have already played overseas Mm. and or all D1 athletes. And so Mm -hmm. I feel like my chances will, you know, 
be a little higher and just more broad in a sense. So that's the plan. That's amazing. Well, good (laughs) luck. I am sure you are going to crush it. Okay, so talk about your love for basketball. Is playing basketball the end goal for you? And like, why do you love basketball so much? Uh, So why I love basketball so much. It's basketball has kind of been a part of my life since I was um, six. I would say maybe five or six years old. You know, like I said, I grew up with all brothers and just watching them play basketball made me want to, you know, be a basketball player as well. Um, I guess my main goal is, of course, you know, anyone's goal to make it to the league um, and, you know, in America. Um, But I also want to just... I kind of want to use my experience, you know, I've been um, kind of vlogging, you know, since I've been in Cyprus, and I kind of just want to influence other young women, you know, women athletes, um, or any athletes in general, just to keep striving for, you know, what you're destined, you know, and um, I might want to be a trainer, but I'm I'm still kind of questioning if I want to be a trainer or not. Um, or even a coach, you know, per se. So it'll, my end goal will still be around a basketball. Mm -hmm. I I um, love that. And talk about your vlog too, because I watched a few of your videos and I think that's so cool (laughs) that you just want to inspire athletes. So, um, you know, talk about, talk about your vlog, plug it away. (laughs) (laughs) So the vlog is, um, like you said, just, um, you know, recording my experience, whether it's, you know, basketball, where I'm at, just kind of taking, you know, some scenic pictures and kind of including them in the video, just, just so, you know, I can show and like inspire other young athletes to keep going, you know, Mm -hmm. because like I said, um, previously, I would wake up crying because I thought basketball was over. And so Mm. looking back, on those days and seeing where I am now is just so motivating, not mm-hmm. in, like to myself, you know? And so, because at one point I was so low and I still fought for what I thought I can achieve. And so here I am in Cyprus and I'm enjoying every moment of it. And so I just, I just want to, you know, like I said, just encourage other athletes to just keep pursuing their dreams and to just keep going because it is possible. I love that. Okay, well, um, what is the name of your vlog? And also any other final thoughts or where can everyone find you? And any final thoughts or pieces of advice for our young female athlete listeners? Um, Advice to young female athlete listeners. I would just, um, I would just say to keep being you, you know, and keep striving for that greatness that you see you know and keep pushing to open the eyes of others who can't see it yet you know and to just keep going and um my social media is uh underscore mj mj three a's and ye um and my vlog is miss j you know for johnson but <laughs> i love that okay and final question for you mj what does playing like a girl mean to you? Playing like a girl. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, <laughs> I f- 
playing like a girl? Um, I, to me, um, it, it means embracing, you know, ourself as a woman and embracing our talents and um, just going with it and going, going for it, even though whatever whatever sport it is, you know, just embracing your female attributes and also incorporating your athleticism and mm -hmm. pushing for that greatness that we all um, attain. I love that. Oh my gosh. Well, thank you so much, MJ, for coming on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. All right, Plague listeners, I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as me. I love talking to MJ and just hearing about her experience overseas, her uh, journey from starting to play basketball to where she is now and just always striving for more. I think she shared a lot of great advice for our young listeners, especially for those of you who play basketball. If you love this episode, please share it with a friend who you think will love it too. If you have just a few minutes to leave an honest review on iTunes, we would appreciate it more than you know. You can also send any questions or topics you'd like us to cover by sending us a DM on Instagram at playlikeagirlmp. We want to know what you want to hear. Before you go, screenshot this episode and tag us at playlikeagirlmp so we know you're listening alongside us. Thank you so much for listening to episode 21 of Play Like a Girl. We hope you come back for more. Once again, I'm Nikki B, and remember to never stop playing like a girl. You play ball like a girl!